electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This is the American Greed Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. In this episode of American Greed... It was like Ocean's Eleven, just without Brad Pitt, George Clooney, and Matt Damon. A brazen band of burglars with an arsenal to match. They use crowbars, they use uh, hydraulic lifts, acetylene torches. I turn this on right now, your cell phones aren't going to work. And the loot is piling up. Everything was gone. Everything was gone. $150,000 here, $1.9 million there. They took 45,000 pairs of high-end sunglasses valued at in excess of $3 million. And even the most seasoned detectives can't pin them down. We had nothing up our sleeve. Because this crew has the law on its side. This was a conscious decision to not protect and serve, to do the opposite. A crooked New York City cop who knows all the tricks. He used what we know against us. Each time investigators turn up the heat... We knew right away that our everyday techniques would be ineffective against this crew. Each time they think they have the upper hand... And I'm thinking, we've got them. These crooks have other plans. They can't help themselves... And this is how they made a living. It, it takes a big set of stones to do something like that. Long Island, New York. Arrow Produce is a thriving fruit and vegetable wholesale distributor with customers up and down the East Coast. In the summer of 2010, business is good. They're running almost around the clock. It is my home. I'm here more than I am at my house. But in the wee hours of Sunday, July 11th, the warehouse has a short stretch of downtime. And that's when co-owner Mike Longo gets a call at home. Nothing good happens at 3 o'clock in the morning. There's nothing and you get a phone call. It's never good news. He arrives to find a surreal scene. Someone has entered through an unlocked upstairs window. They've cut the phone lines and removed the recording equipment for the security cameras. A first floor office is ransacked. I walk out of the office, not really sure still what was going on, and I see yellow spray paint. And it's basically graffiti on the wall, and it says, the safe, take the onions. And at that point, I said, uh-oh, there's a problem. It's the burglar's twisted attempt at humor. But what Longo finds just steps away isn't funny at all. The solid concrete floor is cracked from the burglars heaving the safe off of a second-story ledge to get it out of the building. The onions, not surprisingly, are still there. The crooks haul off their loot in a stolen aero produce truck. For Mike Longo, the enormity of what has happened slowly sinks in. So now, 
You're saying, how did this possibly happen? And, and you feel empty inside. The total haul? By Longo's estimate, cash and property worth $150,000. Everything was taken from you. Everything you work for your entire life and, and get in at, you know, get up at 2 o'clock every single morning to make a living for your family and, and make a living for all of the families that work for you. And to know that something was taken from you, it's very, very difficult to trust anybody. But how did the burglars know the only time when the warehouse would be closed? How did they know which window to use? And once inside, how did they find their way through an old dark warehouse full of twists and turns to the exact room where the security system is? Could this be an inside job? We thought um, right away, oh, it had to be somebody that we know, somebody that was in this business. Did we fire an employee recently? You know, you're questioning yourself every day. Could it have been this person? I mean, I have an identical twin brother that works for me that I had to question. But Aero Produce isn't the only sophisticated burglary on Long Island. The string of unsolved crimes goes back more than a year. Using heavy equipment, sometimes stolen from their targets, the burglars hit businesses, homes, sometimes both. Nassau County Assistant District Attorney Rick Whalen. They watch the pattern so they know that person's hours that they're at their business, the hours they're at their home, and then ultimately maybe hit their business and hit their home. In one case, they steal $100,000 from a meat warehouse. An outrageously successful heist. But why stop there? There's more where that came from. Well, this is a cash business, so maybe the owner keeps cash from the business at their home. They attach a GPS tracking device to the owner's car to follow her movements. When she's not at home, they break in and confirm their hunch to the tune of $100,000 more. This was far from a smash and grab operation. This is, in my experience, uh, likely the most sophisticated uh, burglary crew that I've encountered. But to Nassau County Detective Lieutenant John May, the pattern is all too familiar. It reminds him of a case he had worked on 10 years earlier with striking similarities. When I was assigned to the second squad in 1999, um, there was a million dollar jewelry theft. And from there, the case exponentially exploded into all uh, numerous, numerous burglaries. And the case went all over, taking us all different directions. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. 
positively FedEx. The burglars hit homes and businesses, all carefully planned and surgically executed. They used a lot of tech, different techniques, a lot of tools. They would break through walls. They would steal tremendous amount. The total haul, more than $7 million. Finally, in 2002, the blockbuster case hits the headlines. Police arrest 13 people. Among them, 29-year-old Nikitas Margiellos. Crew members called him Little Nicky, and not just because he's only 5'5". Five five. He was not uh, the top of the food chain in that crew. He was a minor player, not, not one of our main targets. But Nicky is a quick study. Raised in the working-class neighborhood of Ozone Park, Queens, he gets an early education in the ways of the street. Drinking and gambling. On the burglary crew, he goes in big on the business of breaking and entering. He was a brazen individual that did what he had to do to make money. Wasn't intimidated, wasn't afraid of law enforcement. But little Nicky learns a tough lesson about overconfidence. He pleads guilty to a single count of transporting stolen property. And in 2004, he is sentenced to five months in prison, followed by three years probation, which comes to an end just in time for a new burglary crew to go to work. I said, they're back. They're back, and we got a case to do. Only this time, little Nicky is the big man in charge, running the operation from this tool-and-die business. This was the epicenter of our burglary crew. Almost all the time they would meet here before they decided to go out on their, uh, their missions. With a hidden camera atop a nearby flagpole, Lieutenant John May and his team set up 24-hour surveillance. On an April evening in 2011, detectives are on scene, watching from an unmarked van across the street. And Nicky has had enough. So he and crew member Victor Arias decide to brazenly turn the tables. Running for cover just isn't their style. It was like he was getting ready for a battle. He comes out, he had a cigarette in his mouth, and he throws it down, getting ready. I watched Arias lift up, and it appeared to be a weapon of some sort to expose it. And he walks to the van, and they approach the van. They start yelling to the van. They're rocking it, and they're screaming. Still trying to maintain their cover, the police inside stay perfectly still. And when the coast is clear, they drive away. But Nikki isn't done yet. Our subjects see the van leaving, and now they go in pursuit of our van. We had bad guys chasing good guys. Well, it, it takes a big set of stones to do something like that. The undercover officers manage to signal a marked squad car nearby, which pulls Nikki and company over just long enough for the van to get away. But Nikki has delivered his message, and the stakes have just gotten higher. That video, you show it to any cop, and right away, I'm, I'm in. I want part of this action, because these guys are real bad, and they're not afraid to go against the good guys. On New York's Long Island, a high-tech burglary crew is running roughshod, targeting homes and businesses that have cash or merchandise the burglars can sell. 
Using sophisticated equipment, they break down doors, cut through walls, and disable alarm systems before anyone knows what hit them. I'm walking around with this officer. You're saying to yourself, how did somebody get in here? Right? We have a camera system. We have an alarm system. And I wasn't called. One week after the burglary at Aero Produce in July of 2010... Nassau County detectives spot a suspicious car outside a local auto parts store. There were three men in the car. As soon as they approached the car, the car took off. With police in hot pursuit, objects began flying out of the car windows. As they're forcing the car over, the occupants are throwing out crowbars and ski masks and scanners and that sort of thing. Police arrest the three men for possession of burglary tools, a misdemeanor. Among those arrested, Nikki Margiellos, who pleads guilty to a lesser charge of reckless driving. I recognized the name Nikki Margiellos right away. The same little Nikki from the crew ten years before. I knew it was going to be a big case. A case like this is a big battle. This is what you look for. You know, you look you look to get your army together to fight their army. It's it's big time. Detective Lieutenant John May brings the case to Assistant District Attorney Rick Whalen, chief of the Organized Crime and Rackets Bureau. He told me that this is really somebody that we need to look into. I was intrigued because uh, Lieutenant May has a pretty good nose for uh, investigations. Sort of out of the venue of the District Attorney Squad to investigate burglaries, but he trusted me uh, in my judgment to go after this crew. The battle is on. John May and his team have Nicky Margiello's and his crew under constant surveillance, but it doesn't seem to matter. Once they decided to commit the burglary, they would be careful on surveillance. They would look for us. They used to do counter-surveillance on us. Again and again, the burglars give police the slip. They had a decoy car to lead us away, and the actual burglary crew went and committed the burglary. They even figure out how to do a job while detectives are watching, close enough to be seen, too far away to be caught. Doing a surveillance, you can't be on top of the individual. You have to be back so they don't make you. They would commit a burglary while we were in the near vicinity, and they know it. Detectives try attaching GPS tracking devices to the suspect's cars, but the crooks know to look for them. In fact, uh, one of the defendants in the case... He found a tracker, walked into a precinct, put the tracker on the desk and says, I believe this belongs to you. There's a reason this crew can afford to be cocky. It finally becomes clear on the night that Mickey Margiello's approaches the police undercover van. Another man is seen leaving the shop and driving off. Investigators run the plates and trace the vehicle to New York City police detective Rafael Astacio. My first reaction is betrayal. He's part of our team, and he turned against us. This from a man who will later say he felt called to be a cop. Rafael Astacio is born in Brooklyn in 1972, a year to the day after his grandmother is fatally shot in a domestic dispute. On the day he graduates from the police academy at age 20, He goes to the cemetery in his full-dress uniform to pay his respects to the grandmother he's never met. In his early years on the force, Estacio does his grandmother proud. He rises quickly through the ranks. He makes detective, special victims unit. 
Outside of work, he has a family of his own and builds a life on Long Island. He had kids in school. He had a daughter in college. You know, not different from many other police officers. But his suburban life has a dark side. He's in a regular high-stakes card game at a local cigar store. That's where he makes a new friend, Nicky Martiellos. Their partnership starts small, with Estacio providing tips on potential locations. But just as he rose quickly at the NYPD, Estacio quickly becomes a full member of Nicky's crew. He had opportunity to avail himself to all the electronic investigative methods in the NYPD, being wired up, cameras, trackers, all that information he brought with him to the burglary crew, which was invaluable. We had nothing up our sleeve. You know, he knew, he, he knew everything. As the list of burglaries grows, the case attracts attention from the feds, including Assistant U.S. Attorney Chris Cavarron. Burglary is not a federal crime, uh, but the interstate transportation of stolen property is. So much stolen property, Cafferone knows they'll have to look beyond Long Island to unload it. And there's no doubt Nicky Margiello's, Rafael Lestacio, and the crew have the means. This crew is an extraordinarily uh, sophisticated, intelligent, careful, organized crew. Um, I like to say it was like Ocean's Eleven, just without Brad Pitt. George Clooney and Matt Damon. And just like that crew in the movies, everyone has a specialized role. Victor Arias, he was the second story guy. He was the guy going up on the roof and cutting the wires to the alarm systems. Uh, Astacio, uh, I would say, was the counter-surveillance guy. He driving around, keeping an eye out for law enforcement. He was able to use his badge and talk to the cops and get over on the cops why he was there and what was going on. He was able to listen to the radio, understand radio codes, able to tip off the burglars that we were on the way. Nicky Margiellos was good at what he did. He was someone that had the ability to plan out these burglaries, to uh, get a crew, to recruit other members, to carry them out. So he is very similar to what you would consider a chief executive officer. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Save big money in your next project with help from Menards. Move water where you need it quickly with a Barracuda sump pump. Some pumps keep your basement dry when big storms hit unexpectedly. Get a half-horsepower cast-iron Barracuda sump pump on sale now through May 5th. Hurry into Menards. And don't forget to check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. And just like in the movies, every aspect of every heist is well-planned. First task, reconnaissance. The planning is key. We think they use the Internet to uh, see what businesses were located where, what type of product those businesses 
uh, stored in their warehouses. They, they did the physical surveillance of the targets. Um, could could have been for weeks at a time. They get information from regular people. It might be a uh, receptionist at a doctor's office. It might be, you know, them glancing, looking in an office, seeing a pile of money, and that would give them the idea to commit the burglary. Then they would do surveillance and check the place out. They would look for cameras. They'd look for uh, security guards. They did their homework before they even attempted it. Second task: preparation. Gathering the right tools for the job. They used pry bars. They used crowbars. They used uh, hydraulic lifts, acetylene torches, dog snares, cellular telephone jamming device, pickaxes, jackhammers. Third task: neutralizing the target. When they'd go do these burglaries, they would cut telephone lines. They would cut the alarms. That security system has a cell phone in it, so when the wires are cut, the cell phone will call the central station or call the police. But they set up the cell phone jammer, which stopped that call from going out. And then they would sit back and wait to see if law enforcement appeared. Final task: execution, where all the planning pays off. He put a hydraulic jack in a door jam and. Use the hydraulic pressure to spread the jam to open the door. Not many burglars had that kind of equipment. And they also had all the hand carts and everything to remove safes. Safes weighing hundreds of pounds, they were able to remove. They felt that they were above the law. They felt like they were not going to be caught. And now they're ready for their biggest score yet. Nicky Margiello's and Rafael Estacio have burglaries down to a science. Anything they could make money. Was an ideal target. They sold sunglasses. They stole cash. They sold cigarettes. Whatever they can lay their hands on, and flip for extra money, they stole. They caused a lot of pain. They ransack your business and take your money. Then they steal from you. They follow you to your house. They GPS you to your house. It's got to be overwhelming. It was very hard every single day. I think about it. You know, you're, you're angry, probably more angry than anything else. But to this crew, none of that matters. In 2010, they are in their prime. Dr. Stephen Greenberg is such a renowned plastic surgeon; he even has his own radio show. There are so many things that we can do to help people look younger. He is a surgeon to the stars, and anyone else looking for a little pick-me-up could be anywhere from a facelift, an eye lift, to a tummy tuck, or breast augmentation and liposuction. It's whatever that patient wants and needs. We fit into their own body and their own schedule. Having done their homework, the burglary crew knows that Dr. Greenberg's practice on Long Island is a cash cow. You know, they used to get inside information. Dr. Greenberg, I mean, they knew he had money in the place. But even they can't anticipate how much money they'll find. One point nine million dollars in cash, and with an NYPD detective on the team, they're just getting started. Mr. Stasio had access to federal law enforcement databases and also public databases, which allowed him to do research on potential victims. He'd be able to enter their information, find out where they lived. Stasio runs a check on Dr. Greenberg. And finds he lives on a leafy street in an upscale neighborhood less than two miles from the office. Just weeks after the crew steals nearly two million dollars in cash from the doctor's office, they get a quarter million in property from his home. 
you're terribly violated. And you know you're targeted. It's not like a random burglary where they're going down their neighborhood and saying, well, we like this house. No, they came for you. Veteran Long Island reporter Greg Sergal of WNBC-TV has covered Long Island law enforcement for more than 30 years. It was almost like a test of, uh, of wills there between the, the ring of criminals and the, and the guys that uh, are responsible for stopping them. They weren't used to facing this kind of sophistication. This group employed counter-surveillance techniques. They'd speed up while we were following them. They'd stop. They'd make sharp turns. They were trying to make our tail. Sometimes they did. We knew right away that our everyday techniques would be ineffective against this crew. So Lieutenant May asks Prosecutor Rick Whalen to seek a warrant for something normally unheard of in a burglary investigation, tapping the suspect's phones. You have to go before a judge to get a court order to go up on a wiretap. It's another level above regular investigation. I don't know that another burglary ring wiretap has been written in this county. And John May, every day in my office, wouldn't get off my back for six months until this thing was written. It just, he wouldn't stop. He wouldn't leave me alone. Not only must the wiretap pass muster with the courts, it must also be carefully crafted to catch this crime ring in the act. I've written hundreds and hundreds of wiretap applications in my time. Uh, This was by far the most difficult wiretap application that I've ever written. And it took me six months to write it. And there's no time to lose. Because Margiello's and Nastasio are feeling invincible. The future's so bright, they've got to wear shades. Long Island-based Eye King manufactures and distributes the kind of sunglasses athletes and models wear. Sunglasses that go for as much as $200 a pair. By the last weekend in April 2010, the warehouse is fully stocked for the season. And the crew is ready to make its move. It was the April 29th into April 30th of 2010. Stasio's job at that particular burglary scene was to provide counter-surveillance. He spent three and a half hours driving around the location. That was a big job. Trucks and everything else. I think they had a big box truck. Victor Arias climbed up the roof and moved all the security cameras and pointed them up into the sky. It was after that point that the other individuals entered the location. They have uh, experience doing this. They know how to do it. They had carts inside the warehouse. They loaded the carts up. They loaded the truck. They went back. They got more. The crew is in the warehouse until early the next morning. But with Rafael Estacio patrolling outside, no one is the wiser. The total take? 45,000 pairs of sunglasses. The estimated value? $3 million. There's just one thing. You steal all these eyeglasses, what do you what do you do with them? By day, Rafael Estacio is a model cop with more than 500 arrests in nearly 20 years on the job. By night, he is the linchpin of a prolific burglary crew. He used what we know against us. But by 2012, something has to give. An NYPD internal investigation finds Astacio is slipping up on his day job, botching a sexual assault case, allowing a predator to remain at large. Meanwhile, the burglary crew has an inventory problem. 
They took 45,000 pairs of high-end sunglasses valued at in excess of $3 million. That's a tremendous score for this crew. Uh, they saw that opportunity. Unfortunately, the market, the illegal market for selling those sunglasses was not as valuable. Unable to get the price he wants in New York, Nicky Margiello shops the sunglasses around online. We began to see him on uh, eBay. And he has them driven to New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Florida. It is a crucial mistake. Their transportation of those stolen sunglasses was a federal crime because it crossed state lines. And I'm thinking, we've got them. For Nicky Margiello's and Rafael Estacio, the walls are closing in, and the walls have ears. They occur. Right, but look at all the overlaps, John. Estacio, uh, Arias, boom. In the spring of 2012, John May and Rick Whalen get court approval to begin tapping nine phone lines. The recordings are so sensitive they are still sealed by the courts. For investigators, the tale of the tapes is a turning point. We started to get relevant information. They've been talking about doing jobs. Well, you hear a lot about fishing, and I'm a fisherman. So to them, fishing was going for burglaries. That earns the investigation a name. Operation Crook, Line, and Stinker. But the wiretaps have a far more important impact. We could listen to them uh, real time and keep up with them. Instead of surveilling, we embedded ourselves in the neighborhood. We'd never moved. Now the police are about to land a big fish of their own. The wiretaps reveal that the crew plans to hit this home on a dead-end street in Lindenhurst. On the night of June 3rd, detectives are in position, including Lieutenant John May hiding in plain sight. Sergeant Sweeney and uh, Detective Marinucci had the ball, which means they had the eye on the house. They had the car closest to the house. They watched the car pull up. They watched two gentlemen get out of the, the car, go into the house. They saw the flashlights, first floor, second floor, back down to the first floor, come out to the car. The car takes off and police make their move. With that, the hammers of hell came out in front of this crew, and they pulled out Rafael Estacio. Five years after he gave his first tips to the burglary crew, New York City Detective Rafael Estacio is under arrest for driving the getaway car. But he's ready with an alibi. Without even asking, he blurted out, they paid me. They paid me $200 to drive. I don't know what they were doing. And, you know, I felt insulted. And I said to him, keep that story. That'll work for you. With Estacio under arrest, prosecutor Rick Whalen moves fast to secure the evidence. He gets a warrant to search a storage locker that police have had under surveillance for months. This is where the crew stored their various burglar tools. Investigators find the burglary crew's vast arsenal of equipment, all neatly arranged and ready for the next job. Whalen shows American Greed some of what they found. They like to use the throwout phones. Here's a walkie-talkie. We have pry bars. We have crowbars. There were masks, gloves. Hands were always covered, always concerned about leaving their fingerprints. We have here one of the cell phone jammers. I turn this on right now. Your cell phones aren't going to work. Police have the equipment. And they have one of the major players. 
But the burglary crew and its leader, Nikki Margiello's, are still at large. New York City Detective Rafael Estacio has questioned hundreds of suspects in nearly 20 years on the job. Now, the tables are turned. I said to him, you know, every prosecutor in this case is going to want to hold your head up at the podium and say, we got him. I said, it's in your best interest to cooperate. But Estacio won't flip. He was courteous. He referred to me as lieutenant and said, you know, I'm going to speak to my attorney. The NYPD puts Estacio on desk duty, but his refusal to cooperate leaves investigators with a problem. We needed to keep that arrest quiet because we're up on phones, we're listening. We've only at that point knocked off a few of the crew members. So we need to stay up on these phones to get the other crew members. And for a time, it works. We felt from conversations that we'd been intercepting following his arrest that the targets of our investigation didn't have the slightest idea we were listening to them. That is about to change. We're 21 days into the wiretapping investigation. These people are arrested. We're trying to keep it quiet so that we can go up on other phones or uh, identify and arrest the other members of the crew. But a New York City detective arrested for burglary is not something that stays quiet for long. I came in, and there on the front page of the New York Daily News was my investigation. On June 26, the word is out, in a big way. Tabloid headlines blare that Rafael Estacio is a dirtbag detective. And that's not all. I was shocked, absolutely shocked. The biggest secret of all is revealed, that police have been bugging the burglars' phones. They read the news... They hear from their friends, hey, you guys are targets. These, these targets, Margiela said, they went underground. With the trail suddenly cold, authorities focus on building the case that they have. There is plenty of evidence. The crew has been unable to find a buyer for the $3 million worth of sunglasses they stole. So they divvy up the loot. Rafael Estacio knows exactly what to do with his share. For years, he's played on the NYPD baseball team. Baseball players often wear sunglasses. So we went and we found who was on his team, and the FBI and, and the police department and the IRS went out and interviewed those folks. And a number of them had remembered that Mr. Estacio had a number of these high-end Hobie Under Armour sunglasses at different um, baseball games. Meanwhile, Nicky Margiello's and the rest of the crew can't afford to just go out of business. Criminals are criminals, okay? So it was only a matter of time they were going to be back out there doing what they do best. Knowing that the heat is on on Long Island, the crew branches out to nearby Westchester County. But the FBI has eyes in the sky. We were trying to surveil them going up to Westchester, and that was brutal going over the bridge and traffic and everything else, uh, the FBI was able to assist us in aerial surveillance with that. And that's not Nikki's only problem. While Rafael Estacio is still refusing to cooperate with authorities, he's out of the burglary business as well. And without his secret weapon, it's only a matter of time before Nikki Margiello's hit the dead end. In the fall of 2013, authorities are finally ready to make their move on a burglary crew that has been terrorizing Long Islanders for years. Unlike the Hollywood crew, 
These guys don't get away with it. The Ocean's Eleven's guy, that's in the movies. They didn't have the FBI, the IRS, and the Nassau County's police department uh, investigating them. Federal prosecutors unveil an indictment of five suspects for interstate transportation of stolen property. They include Victor Arias, the second-story guy, New York City police detective Rafael Estacio, and ringleader Nicky Margiellos. None would agree to be interviewed by American Greed. WNBC Long Island reporter Greg Circle attends an unusual news conference. There was a whole room filled with burglars' tools and radios and GPS devices. And I remember going in there and thinking, what is going on here? These are professional burglars. Along with the tools, prosecutors unveil state burglary charges against Nicky Margiellos, plus four additional defendants. They're said to have dubbed the burglaries fishing. And investigators say they were armed with more than just everyday rods and reels. There's organized crime out here and we see drug operations. But this was one of the most unusual cases you'll ever see out here. Victor Arias pleads guilty to transporting stolen property. He is sentenced to four and a half years in a prison that's three stories tall. Rafael Astacio, now under federal indictment, is fired from the NYPD. He is just three days shy of 20 years on the job and eligibility for an $80,000 a year pension. What he did during this conspiracy was disgraceful. He used law enforcement databases. He used his badge to try to get out of a burglary. He needed to be held accountable for victimizing people and using that position of trust. In 2014, Astacio pleads guilty to one count of conspiracy to transport stolen property and one count of filing a false income tax return. Facing as much as eight years in prison, he asked the judge to go easy on him, citing his career as a cop. The work I produced spoke volumes for myself and for my family, he writes. I ask that you please be lenient with my sentencing. The judge is unmoved. He sentences Astacio to six years in prison to reflect the harm to the victims and to send a message to police officers. Astacio sues the NYPD to get his pension back, but the case is dismissed. He threw away um, a lifetime of security for quick money. Nicky Margiellos pleads guilty to a single count of transporting stolen property. Mr. Margiellos had, years before, faced the same exact charges. Margiellos writes a letter to the court blaming alcohol, drugs, gambling, and the 2008 financial crisis. My business failed no matter how hard I worked, he writes. Instead of doing the right thing, I began to gamble, drink, and commit crimes. I cracked under pressure. But as a repeat offender, he is sentenced to the maximum. Ten years in prison. He got what he deserved. You know, like, he had an opportunity the first time to rehabilitate himself, and he chose not to. So, there's no sympathy for him. I think everyone has a choice. I think you have the choice to go and, like most Americans and most hardworking Long Islanders, get up and go to work and earn an honest living. I think he felt this was easier. Having brought down a crime ring he pursued for 10 years, Lieutenant John May retires from the Nassau County Police Department soon after Rafael Estacio's arrest. It was a great way to go out. 
<laughs> Not in a rocking chair. <laughs> in all, five people plead guilty in the federal stolen property case, and nine plead guilty to state charges, including burglary and grand larceny. I guess we don't like to lose. Can you imagine being a victim of a, a residential burglary? Somebody goes into your house, they take your stuff, your personal stuff. I mean, that causes a lot of pain. We had to, we had to stop that. Even now, business owner Mike Longo says he will never be the same. I guess you just look at everything uh, more as uh, protected, you know. So everything that you do, every time I come into this building these days, you're still looking over both shoulders. You're making sure everything's safe before you decide to go into the building. He has put bars on the windows and put in a new security system. But he longs for a time before... A ring of thieves stole his trust. They didn't care about a single person. They couldn't look at themselves in the mirror ever and say, I'm a good person, I'm a good father, I'm a good brother, I'm a good whatever. They were just bad people. Thanks for listening to the American Read Podcast presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.